Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygraniteandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew podcast, Brad Merle, Matt Blanchard, Matt Ellis on this one. So we've got two games to go through, Carlisle and Tranmere. Uh, let's just start with uh, a little bit of, I don't know, I, th- I suppose this this is actually from you really, Matt, isn't it? Um sort of saying that there's interest in in Joey Dawson. Um, Obviously, we've not seen youth games or 23 games this season, so we've not actually physically been able to see him for a long time. I think, uh, me and Matt were saying as well, I think I've only actually seen him play once, I think, and I I believe that was maybe two or three years ago in about 15 minutes at the end of a checker trade game. So, to be honest, I don't really know an awful lot about him, but, you know, you you seem to think there's, there's, there's quite a bit of interest in him. Yeah, apparently it's, it's sort of been bubbling up in the background um, all this season, really. I think he had a decent season last season for the youth team and he's carried that on this season. I think he's on about 16 goals. He's got a couple of hat-tricks as well in, in that. And um, I think he's he's really impressing a number of scouts that have been to watch him. Um, and I know that Celtic have, have shown a big interest in him. I think their head scout has been down personally to watch him on a couple of occasions. Um, so, you know, he, he's obviously wanting to sort of run the rule over him himself. Um, and it does seem as though, although there's been a deal on the table for some time, it, it does seem that he'll probably be leaving in the summer. Um, it's an interesting one because, as you say, he obviously made his debut, I think it was under Hurst, wasn't it? Um, and he, he came on for the last sort of 10 minutes and he'd been bigged up a little bit. You know, Hurst was saying that he's he's a talent and he's maybe one for the future, but then he seems to have fallen off the radar a little bit. And it's a little bit odd given we've been struggling in that sort of department this season. Obviously, Kev's been injured for, for a lot of it. Olamola's been injured. Um, you look at sort of Jarvis as well. He's missed a fair chunk and, and the others have just obviously been frozen out. And it's it's a little bit odd that, He's not been in and around that first team squad, especially, you know, even as an option from the bench. Well, I was going um, to mention that because, I mean, think back to even this weekend against Tranmere, you know, with all the injuries that we've got at the minute, was, as I'm sure we'll come on to later on, you, know, you look at that bench, there's players like Tom Pugh on there, there's Jessup's on there, you know, I think it was only really Spence with any real experience, wasn't there? So you'd have thought maybe there'd have been a place for him on there at the weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. I'm not sure uh, the situation, but I've, I'm told that um, he's likely to move on in the summer. Uh, I'm not sure in terms of a fee, what we'd get. I think that it's, it's very structured now in terms of how much we could actually get in terms of um, you know an academy player, how much you can get for an academy player. I think it goes on the ra- the, the uh, sort of uh, academy rating and also how long they've been there at the club as well. So. Um, I think it's it's pretty fixed as to what you'd expect um, to receive, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's 
kind of come from nowhere, I suppose. Um, he was linked with Arsenal, wasn't he? After he made his debut, there was talk of Arsenal and uh, a couple of other clubs. I think Tottenham was another one that were supposedly watching him. But apparently there is very, very firm interest from a number of clubs um, at higher levels and, and Celtic are one of them. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, it's, it's just odd that given, you know, if clubs like that are watching him, surely, you know, he must have some talent and he must have something to offer. And, and you just thought, given we're at the bottom end of League Two, um, given, you know, we, we are short of options in that area, it might have been an idea to, to try him out and, and see if he could kind of hack it at the bottom of League Two. Um, but as I say, I think the deal from Scunthorpe has been on the table for a considerable amount of time. And I think it's a, a long-term deal as well. It's not just sort of a, a year pro contract. I think it's, I'm, I'm led to believe it's sort of a three-year deal and, um, you know, it's still on the table, um, but I don't think there's any intention of, of him signing it at the moment. And I think he's just keeping his options open to see who comes in for him in the summer. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, very interesting. And I just wonder whether we'll give him a bit of an opportunity maybe in the last few games just to see what he can do and, and whether we can get a few more clubs interested in him, if, if that's the case. But I suppose if the transfer fee or the, the, the compensation is, is largely fixed, um, then then it's not going to spark a bidding war or anything like that. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But um, but there's definite interest and in, uh, I'm, I'm told he's probably going to leave. I find the whole situation a bit strange, to be quite honest. I mean, you know, we've we've heard sort of the the emphasis on, on the youth setup and, and kind of bringing players through and, and you know, when they perform well in, in, the, in, in the youth ranks or get a chance in the first team, you know, what we would have expected more more of an extent for for Dawson really considering that he, for the past couple of seasons he's been scoring a lot of goals um, obviously he, he's been kind of as you said Mike he's getting a bit of interest so I don't understand why he's, he's not being given a go in, in the team given that you know we've struggled to score we've had so many injuries with with strikers I suppose the only kind of mainstay of our kind of striking options this season really if we can call it that has, has been loft really hasn't it so it's, it's like there's always kind of been a space there so it's 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 just a little bit strange that he's not been given like any chance at all. Given that he's he's obviously performed well, and then so what what kind of message does that kind of you know give to the other young players who think you know you play well? No, you're not even going to get in the team, even if the team is is is, is not great and and we're, we're injury hit as we are every season. It's it just it all seems a bit strange to me. Right, let's go on to the games then, shall we? And if we go back to that Carlisle one. I think the place to start with this really is the lineup because a little bit of a surprise. Obviously, it wasn't announced, or to my memory, it wasn't announced that Howard had picked up, you know, the injury. So Watson was in there. I think the first time I realised that that was going to be the case was when we saw that team lineup an hour before. Um, so he's not played for quite a long time. Uh, he comes straight back into the team, Carlisle game and Tranmere. Let, let's start with him because actually, to be fair, I think. He's done pretty well, actually. And in both games, he made some really good saves. I think one, especially in the Tranmere one. Um, and I think has been put in Team of the Week, actually, following uh, the Tranmere one. So it, to say he's not played for a long time, you know, he would have been feeling that pressure, I think. I, I think for the most part, he's done really well. Yeah, he has. I think, um, obviously, the, the Carlisle game uh, did a lot of balls into the box, but, but really didn't have a great deal to do. I think, um, as you say, he made a fantastic save. Um, that game, he's, he's made another great save yesterday. Um, but I think, for me, his all-round game just seemed to have improved a little bit. And I know, obviously, we, we, we're looking at two games and, um, you know, we, we've got to kind of 
we've got to see if he can kind of replicate it long term. But I think in the last couple of games, he, he definitely looks a bit more assured. I think he's he's coming for crosses and he looks a bit more confident coming for crosses. Uh, and I think his distribution has improved as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I didn't know he was had another year on his deal. Apparently, he signed a two-year deal last summer. Um, so it looks like he'll be at the club next year. Um, I didn't realise that was the case. I, for some reason, I thought he was out of contract. I think quite a lot of fans also thought the same. Um, that was said in commentary, wasn't it, actually? Yeah, 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 Mike dropped it in yesterday and it, it kind of took me by surprise a little bit. But I think um, the, the key thing with Watson, I think, you know, we, we all know at times he's been able to, to make kind of camera saves and, and those kind of good shot stopper at times. We, we've said that. Uh, but I think, um, you know, he's, he has to improve his all-round game. I think he, he probably knows that himself. Um, my only confirm with it, and I think this is where probably um you know he's gonna i don't know i think i think the, the key thing is when he makes a mistake what's going to happen i think you know we've seen at times in the past couple of seasons when he's made mistakes you know we've obviously criticized him for for certain uh things in games and i think you know fans have been quick to kind of jump on his back as well at, at times on social media and things like that um, and i think that's going to be the the key thing really how he reacts if he does make a mistake um, how he reacts to it because you know there's, there's kind of going to be a lot of pressure put on him I think and um, you know it's, it's a good start I think he's been back in the team no one expected him to be back in the team and he's he's performed really well so you know credit to him for that and I think he, he definitely deserved um, sort of his place in, in team of the week this week um, but um, yeah I think yeah that that's my concern with it if he does make a mistake and when he, when he does make a mistake mentally is he is he strong enough to kind of put that behind him and and kind of kick on again um well let me let me throw this one out because whilst i completely agree with all of that and you think back to the start of the season i think another factor was that the the defense was very inexperienced at that point wasn't it it wasn't very settled i think for as much as there were keeper errors there was also a lot of defensive errors and we've we've sort of you know stabled that out a little bit when you've got players uh like Taft coming back in at the weekend which again a surprise that he's made it back so soon um which I'm sure we'll go on to when we talk about Tranmere in, in a minute but do you, do you think that will just help him out a little bit if we have a bit more of a stable defense in front of him it might give him a little bit more confidence and that you know if there is a bit of a mistake that happens it's it's a bit easier to put behind him if, if that makes sense it's interesting isn't it and I think on that, Brad, I think it's probably a two-way street. I think that <clears throat> the defence will, will kind of take confidence from knowing that he's, you know, he's performing well. And if he's not made a mistake in, in a few games, then then they're going to obviously going to have more confidence in, which means that then they're going to be able to, you know, perform their job without kind of having to look over the shoulder every five minutes to see if he's thrown it in his own net, if you know what I mean. So, but it's you know, it works both ways. But also at the same time, the defence have to perform well you know, for Watson to have a good game as well. So if he's got a weak defence in front of him, he's obviously going to be a lot more exposed, isn't he? So it is it is both, I think. Um, and, you know, looking at the defence, it's, it's kind of on paper one of our strongest areas at the minute with, you know, when our centre-backs are fit. Obviously, Taft's very good. And, and um, you know, when Honoré says fit as well, um, we, we don't really know what's going to happen next season. Um, but, well, they're you know, the two that signed up at the minute, aren't they? I think yeah, absolutely. We it's so, going to be those two, really. Yeah, they're going to be there. So that you know, it's, it's it's a good base to build on. But I think that you've 
you've got that cycle where if, if the defence pump performs well, absolutely great. And if the keeper performs well, absolutely great. But at some point, one of those is going to, one of those links in the chain is going to break. And looking at the quality of defender, you would suspect that it might be the goalkeeper. And then if it's on a consistent basis, that's when the trust kind of starts to erode in the goalkeeper. And then that's when the, the whole defensive unit no longer performs as it should do. And I think that that's one of the problems we've had with, with Watson. And I think that, it's difficult and he's had a really good game um it's it's unfair to criticize but really we have to think about it in in a more kind of you know in in the fullness of time thing whereas in so I think if obviously Watson's going to be here next season everybody thought he was only on a one-year deal so I'm not sure why that's not being reported up until this point which means either the club's been hiding it or it was misreported in the first instance, but everybody thought that it was going to be here for, for one season. And then at the end of this season, you know, if they offered him a new deal or something like that. So it might be a case that they have offered him the new deal or an extension, whereas that wasn't there before, but they didn't want to publicise that because a lot of players are basically just going to be binned off as, as we understand it. So it, there's, there's something that doesn't sit quite right with me there. And then Howard just getting injured absolutely, out of absolutely nowhere. I'm not saying he's not injured, but it is, you know, it, He's been fit, hasn't he? And, and he's, he's been kind of consistent. And it's, it's that. But I think that, yeah, we know what Watson, Watson's like. He, he, he's, he's a really good shot stopper without a doubt. You know, that's not on, in question. Um, it's just the basics that he, he, he struggles with. I mean, I know he's a young keeper, but I think that, and, and as Matt said, you know, he's probably improved over the last couple of games. So he's, he's coming in and he's done well without a doubt. Um, but I think that the, the club needs to think. And I think that for the past three seasons, when we've started, um, I think it's two seasons in League Two and, and one season in League One, if I'm correct, as Watson, as the de facto number one goalkeeper. Um, and each season he's not finished as the number one goalkeeper because he's kind of been found out and thought that, you know, we're shipping a lot of goals here. The, the kind of trust from the defence has broken down. So we've had to bring some more experience in, whether that was Howard this season or it was Anik when um, when McCall was here, um, you know. So it's been something, and also um, Eastwood when... Um, uh, when Hurst was here. So it's, it's been a consistent theme that, you know, we start with good intentions, but then we realise that, you know, unfortunately, he's just not good enough. Um, so what does the club do? You know, the, we know the budget's going to be slashed for next season. Does the club stick by him and say, we're going to give you another go? But at the same point, you know, are these problems going to come back to the fore? You know, we will see. But I mean, is it worth the gamble? I think that the goalkeeping position is so important. And I think that since Howard's come in, he's... He's really steadied the ship, in my opinion. The experience, the kind of the, just a steady pair of hands. He's not, he's not outstanding, you know. He's not, he's not exceptional by any means at this level. But he's, he's very steady, and, and he's made a couple of mistakes, you know. He, he, we've all seen those, but I think just for the most part, that he's, he's a very kind of, kind of steady in hand, and, and he gives the defenders in front of him, you know, confidence that he's an experienced keeper. He, we, we're going to be all right with him. He knows what he's doing. His, distribu- his distribution is decent. He's. He's not amazing at coming for crosses, but he's a lot more vocal than Watson. And I think that that's the risk, in my opinion. It's like, do we let sentimentality kind of cloud the fact that we still will need an experienced goalkeeper at some point next season? So it's just where the club, you know, makes a mess of it and, and lets Watson start as number one. And then in, in two months, six weeks, six months decides, shit, we need to get an experienced keeper in again. But, you know, and from, from my view, it's like... Can we afford to make that mistake for the fourth season in the row? Fourth season in a row, you know, that would be, you know, maybe twice, all right, but three, four times. 
it that's you know that's just what I think. Absolutely, absolutely fine if he's still here. He's a good understudy to kind of more experienced keeper, which has been working when Howard's been playing this season. But on his own, without any experience backup, I think it's a recipe for disaster, and I I don't think the club can make that mistake again. Well, I think we're going to get a bit of an idea over the next month, really, because you know, like you say, that injury Howard wasn't expected. You know, he's been relatively fit so far, but Watson's come in. He's played these next last two games. It seems, you know, because nothing's really been reported since, I don't think, that he will probably, I'm assuming he'll play Tuesday. I think he's going to play the next couple of games at least. So I think we'll get a, you know, a better idea of where he is now as a player as to where he was at the start. Because I think I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Matt. I also think Howard's influence stretches beyond the pitch because he does seem a bit better than he did before, you know. Uh, and l- let's not forget, you know, Carlisle. Yes, they didn't particularly challenge in terms of, I think, shots at them, but they dominated that first 20 minutes. You know, there was a lot of corners, Tramir as well. They had so many, you know, set pieces. So it's not like he didn't have nothing to do at all. I And, and as Matt, as you were saying earlier on, it, the basics seem to have improved slightly. So if, if Howard's influence has stretched to that as well, if he's learned from him, then then yeah, I, I think as you might be right. I think I, I still I think he could be a, a decent number two, you know, definitely. I still yeah, I think he'll yeah, yeah, we need another one probably. But I think now while we are <clears throat> I, I'd say we're safe now. You know, I think we probably are. This is what we were saying about you know, experiment with players. If if it's gonna be Watson next season, <sighs> I guess let's see him now. Yeah, but I agree with that as well. Actually, I think that you are a couple of really good points. Actually, I think that it makes sense in the club's interest to play him until the end of the season, even if Howard comes back to fitness, because I, I don't think Howard's going to be in next year now. Um, so it would make sense to give Watson more game time. Absolutely, if he's going to be here next season, you want to give him more game time. But at the same time, there, I think you're probably right. I think that if Watson's training with Howard every day on the training pitch for you know for a good deal of the season, then working closely with an experienced goalkeeper is going to improve his game. But as soon as you remove that element of an experienced goalkeeper, you know, where are we? We're, we're back yeah, to square one. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's sort of catch-22, isn't it? He needs to play to get better. But also, if there's no experienced goalkeeper here ahead of him, then he he's not kind of taking in that kind of, that reassurance, that experience. Not on a day-to-day, but you'd think, like, it would have retained from this season. You, you'd think so. But, I mean, it, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? But yeah. I, I'm still not convinced that a few months training with an experienced goalkeeper no, is no. going to turn him into a league, league standard goalkeeper. OK, let, let's go into the game a little bit more. So like I said, they dominated that first 20. I thought we came into it a little bit more towards the end of the first half. And there, there were one or two moments, really, wasn't there, where I think Mason O'Malley had sort of shot come cross that I think Loft and Gilead were were moving in for that you know if one of them had got on the end of it it might have just just gone in there but I thought towards the end of that first half second half is very different we'll come on to it towards the end of that first half we got a little bit back into it and I think in another game earlier in the season with the way that Carlisle started I think we'd have just folded and conceded quite a few it was kind of important if we were going to get anything out of it to go in at the break sort of nil nil I think they came out as you said, um, really quickly, I thought they moved the ball quite well, and and I think the the winger, you know, he gave O'Malley all sorts of problems really with his pace. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, O'Malley's had a, had a decent season; he, he's looked good, but I think you know that was a bit of a mismatch really in terms of you know the, the guy was just had had a lot of pace, and it was he was just too quick for him. 
Um, but I thought we, yeah, we kind of weathered the storm a little bit. And as you say, um, we had some chances, a couple of half chances, um, you know, and another death. O'Malley um, did well, kept kept it down, didn't he? But just obviously, um, yeah, not not quite. And then, what about the one where corner ball Clark heads it? And I know you you pulled this up in in the group chat, and I think you put a tweet out about it. I'd, I'd had a look at this today. There is definitely a push on loft. Yeah, no, that's, it's definitely a penalty for me. Um, you know, I think the referee disappointing. He's looking straight at it. I know. Um, Tom Newey made a comment that the, the ref would probably be watching the ball and, and not see it, but you know, it's, it's happened straight in front of him. He's got a clear view, sort of three yards, four yards in front of him. And I think it's it's a penalty all day long. I think he's kind of, it's, it's almost a rugby tackle, isn't it? I think Loft's got goal side and, and he just kind of brings him down. He's got kind of a, a, an arm around him and yeah, it should be given whether Clark probably should have done better with the header. I think he, I think he should. I think he should probably score that. Um, I think it should be brought back for the penalty. And again, you can maybe say that that's gone against us. But I think on on balance of play, um, Carlisle were just mm. better, weren't they? At the end of the day, they had they had a, a couple more gears in that second half, and I think um, started to turn the screw a little bit. Um, we just seem a little bit defending corners at the moment. I don't know. There just doesn't seem to be much organisation going on in there. We just seem to be scared stiff every time, you know, one comes in. And and I think that was kind of the case second half. We're giving them too many opportunities to get balls in the box. And eventually, um, you know, they were knocking on the door all night. And I think they, they got the goals really they deserved. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a big one on, on Loft. I think if we'd have got the goal there... Um, you know, we've got a penalty and managed to convert that, then you know, we've seen this season hanging on to Leeds. We've, we've been able to do it. I mean, it's not been pretty, but um, away from home, we've, we've got players behind the ball and made it difficult for teams to break us down. And, you know, on a, on a different night, that might have been given. But I think on the whole, you know, Carlisle were, were worthy winners, really, and, and looked decent. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just one of those nights. I think if Carlisle had got the goal earlier, then, then they'd probably got a couple more because they, they did look quite good. And, um, you know, just, just one of those. It just, just wasn't to be really the chances we had, um, unlucky. But uh, we didn't create enough really to to get anything out of the game. No, I think that's been a bit of a theme over the, the both the games really. Um, what did you make of how we came out in the second half? Because I thought, yes, I, I would definitely say Carlisle deserved to win it over the game. Uh, certainly that first twenty minutes. But like I said, we did get back into it at the end of that first half. You know, we had those half chances, if you like. I feel like we might have gone into the dressing room slightly happier, maybe, of the two. You know, you'd think Carlo would be a bit frustrated that they've not, you know, capitalised, things like that. But, I don't know, we came out a little bit of a different team. And maybe it's partly, as you're saying, Carlo just had a few more gears to go up. But, I don't know, we we just didn't seem to match them. No, I think you're right. I think they just, they obviously, um, you know, they they got the guy with the with the pace on the ball and I think eventually that goal was always going to come but yeah I think Loft it, it was one of those he didn't have much support again you know it was yeah I don't know it was it was just a poor poor kind of second half performance really um, never really got going did we after after the break and um, no yeah. and frustrating really because uh, we've already mentioned Watson save you know it's it's from one of their corners really nice save actually and then they, they you know they basically score from the following corner and it's basically it's just a free header and I think on both goals and I think Neil Cox said this afterwards you know are the markings not there you know it's like it's just I guess lapses in concentration again maybe you know certainly the first one it's more or less a free header 
Yeah, that, that was it. And as I say, balls into the box, I think they put a lot of balls into the box. And I think that was that was their main aim. I think it was getting it wide and, and whipping it in and hoping someone was on the end of it. And I think from set pieces, from corners, they looked dangerous and, and we just didn't look like we were were able to defend against it. And I think um, they, they seemed to be winning everything from those kind of crosses. Um, and, you know, I think we saw that yesterday as well. Tranmere won quite a lot in the air, that first ball into the box. Um, so we, we've got to kind of improve on that. I think defensively we've looked a lot better. Um, and, you know, we're, we're miles ahead of where we were at the start of the season. But, um, yeah, there's for some reason the last few weeks, I don't know, maybe maybe the last three, four weeks, um, we just don't seem to be able to deal with that ball into the box. And it was just two poor goals to give away. I mean, the, the second one was a bit scrappy. but um, So there's many people. moments in there, isn't there, where you, in a way that one's worse for me because you there's there's opportunity to to get rid of it. Obviously, there's that initial header, bit unfortunate when they have the long range shot into the box because it just ricochets. But again, there's still two moments where you think if you close the player down or just a little bit tighter, you could get a foot in there and you might be able to get it away. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was it. And I think the most disappointing thing for me again, you you look at Carlisle. I think they they're kind of for me, you know, they're not a fantastic side then you know they're, they're doing okay then they might make the playoffs but I think they moved the ball forward really well um, and they moved it at pace and I think at times Tramia did that again yesterday and for me some of our passing you know again it's just kind of side to side and and then when we do get it forward it's sort of hit and hope towards Loft when he's on and, and that it's just not going to work I don't think and um, you know yeah, as I say, I think Carlisle deserved to win it. Um, I think we were a little bit sloppy at times defending set pieces. Um, and we just didn't offer anything really going forward. And I think, you know, when you don't offer anything going forward, apart from the odd couple of chances in the first half, then then you're not likely to get anything. Well, I think maybe let's let's move ahead to Tramia then, really, the game at the weekend. Um, obviously, they I think they were third, weren't they, when we, when this, when we started that game? Um, they, I, to me, they did look a decent side. I've been mean, sort of thinking back as to which ones have impressed over the season. I, I would say in both games, actually, they looked pretty decent, Tramir. Um, I think you can see why they're up there because they just, it's, it's sort of what you were saying about pace just a minute ago, Matt. They, they sort of, they play quite quickly, or they certainly did in the first half anyway. And I think for the most part, we sort of matched them. I know we, we set up in a little bit of a diamond to match their diamond, didn't we? But I think it, it worked for a lot of it because like the Carlisle game, they didn't really have many like actual direct shots on goal for all the pressure that they had. No, I, I think you're right. I think they, you know, they, they did move the ball really well. I thought um, at times there was some really good one-touch sort of stuff. And I think that's what, um, you know, anyone that plays that kind of football, um, you know, ends up, doing okay because it's difficult to play against when you're moving the ball that quickly and I think at times that's maybe where we fall down a little bit especially um, you know when we're sort of um, going forward I just I just don't think we move the ball quick enough and I think by the time we've made a decision where, where the ball's going to go and, and who's going to where we're going to pass it I think it gives the opposition time to get back and that's what impressed me about Tranmere um, yes they didn't have out too many kind of clear cut chances. I think they had a couple. You know, in that first half they had a couple, and, and there could have been a couple up really. Um, but yeah, they they moved the ball and, and they tried to play in the right way. And I think um, you know that's what we've got to kind of aspire to. I think moving forward to next season, we've seen a couple of teams do it. You know, I think um, Cheltenham did it really well when when they came and Forest Green. I think were another one. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, you know, at times we've played some decent stuff this season. But, you know, I think going forward, um, maybe we don't, I don't know, there's just something missing. I think, um, yes, Tranmere didn't create that much uh, in, you know, any clear cut chances. I suppose Watson's not had to make that many saves. But, um, yeah, they they played a decent brand of football and they look look decent. You could probably see why they are where they are and, and pushing for automatic promotion. Um, but yeah, it, it was another one where um, could have gone either way. I thought I thought we stuck in there really well. I think there's been some criticism of, of the team of late. Um, I think the the Crawley game we mentioned that they, they looked like they were on the beach and, and weren't interested. But I don't think you can say that yesterday. I think it was sort of a, a really committed performance. I think everyone put a big shift in, and um, you know, although there weren't too many chances, I thought we had a couple. Obviously, McAtee had that one. Um, and yeah, on, on another day we, we might have nicked it, but I think on the whole, probably a draw was was fair. I think we battled well, and and we kind of um, sort of limited those to very few opportunities. And I think you know it was probably a good performance, and I think it was an answer to maybe the criticism that they received um, sort of following that Crawley game where they just weren't good enough. I think as as well, actually, you mentioned that McAtee chance that was. Certainly our uh, best attempt of the game, I think. And it was the best attempt in the first half. I I was just having another look at that, obviously, before we did this today. And it's a bit better than I remember, actually, because it's it's a lot. It starts a lot further out. I mean, obviously, it's that ball uh, from their centre midfield. I think it's towards Clark, isn't it? And he miscontrols it, and it goes behind him. But McAtee's seen that, and he's seen that from the second it's left their centre midfielder because he charges him down. You know, it's like it's, I, I remembered it from watching the match as if he was quite tight to Clark to start with, but he's not. He chases it down, he gets it off him, and then, you know, Murphy makes the save. Um, I'll come on to Murphy in a minute because it's great to see him again. But yeah, I think McAtee is one certainly that um, has, has had criticism this season. And, you know, we, we've certainly said on here at times that when he's come on, he's not necessarily, you know, uh, putting the shift that the other players have. I think the last couple of games we've seen him play, he, again, he's another one that looks a totally different player. He's 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 going for it, you know, he's committed for it. And I thought, I, I, again, I thought he had a decent game yesterday. He did, yeah. And I suppose you've got to ask the question whether he's doing it to, to try and earn a move away and, and, you know, get some other clubs interested. Uh, but, you know, yeah. I think it doesn't really matter though, does it? I mean, we were saying this on the last one, it's whether he's here or not next season, you know, you've still got to do it now, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think at times this season, he, he's not done it. I think at times he's he's kind of, there's a numerous games where he's he's come on and he's, he's I think Walsall was one where, you know, we, we were, we were, um, not very happy with his performance where he just came on and strolled around the pitch. But I think the last couple of games, as you say, his, his energy levels have been good. He, he's been closing people down. He's been getting stuck in. And, um, you know, I think he's he's put a big shift in, even though he's not kind of been able to get on the ball maybe as much as he would have liked and, and create and um, sort of um, not many chances have fallen his way. Um, he's still put a shift in. I think that's the bare minimum that anyone at the that we expect really um, but yeah I think his attitude seems to have improved uh, in recent weeks um, so yeah I think, I think we can we can say that and we can say that for them all to be honest so that yeah. crawler game as as uh, we said it was just so poor um, you know typical end of season game uh, and I think the danger was that they were all going to kind of we were going to play like that every week and um, you know Carlisle alright 
wasn't the best performance, but I think they all had a go and they all tried. But I think in terms of um, sort of yesterday, everyone put the shift in and um, you know, I think a draw was a fair result in the end. Yeah, and that, and that's good because obviously that's what we want to see with, well, I mean, what is it now? I think eight games left or so, I think probably, you know, as we were talking, we've got to try things out for next season. Our fans are going to start looking ahead to next season about this point anyway, aren't they? So, you know, we've got to see what we're going to be expecting. Let, let's have a little chat about Murphy because it's great that he's still playing. He's he's about 39, isn't he now, I think? I think that's what they said. I remember he was on um, Humberside at the start of the season, wasn't he, looking for a club? So the fact that he's <laughs> uh, he's got in at Tranmere and, you know, there's certainly playoffs, aren't they, at the minute? And, and I don't think he's played all the time this season, but you know, great to see him still out there. Shame we're not in there for, for that one, actually, because I think that's more than likely to be the last time he'll be at Glanford Park. Yeah, you, you'd have thought so, given his age. Um, I'm not really sure if, if, if he's expected to play again next season, but he's obviously in a decent season and, and Tramir are doing well, aren't they? So fair play to him. And I think that, you know, we, we've never really replaced him, have we, to be no. quite honest? I, don't, I think we've... <laughs> we, we, I think we've we come somewhat close when we had Jilks. I thought he was he was excellent and, and Daniels was all right, but I don't think we've really had anything anywhere near as good as Murphy was when, but obviously we, we were superb as well, weren't we really? So it's, it's like, you know, it, it's, and Dames won't come back, so. <laughs> I say, I only bring it up because he's, uh, after Cliff Burn, he's my favourite player. I'm not bringing this up for you to go into another keeper tirade. Uh, let's go to the second <laughs> half then. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> let's go to second half. Um, again, like Carlisle, and actually more so, a lot of corners. I mean, they. I think they were double figures, weren't they? It seemed like it, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, they. Um, we were probably giving giving it away in in poor areas, really, and and they were forcing the corners. And I think they knew if they could get, you know, force the corner, decent delivery into the box, we were struggling to deal with it. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of a continuation from the Carlisle game. We just we just couldn't defend them. Um, there they were good deliveries, don't get me wrong. You know, I think that we saw some some really good deliveries into the box. Um, and, you know, I think it, at times it was maybe a bit more luck than judgment that they didn't get on the end of one of them and, and finish it off. But um, Well, their but, yeah. closest one was right at the end, wasn't it? I think it was the free kick and the guy, he's, he's in on the back post. I think he gets free of the defence and you, you, you'd want them to, you know, you'd want that to go in really. Yeah, I think there were there were a couple where I think they should have done better where they've they've got the ball into the box, but um, but yeah, I think they they looked a decent side. I think the, the striker had a bit of pace about him, and and I think it was a decent test. I think um, defensively we did okay again. I thought uh, Bideau again, uh, considering he was out of position uh, on that right hand side, obviously he's a bit more comfortable on the left, um, and and we had the two left footers there. I think they both played really well um, obviously hopefully Taft's not injured he obviously got a knock on his ankle didn't he um, so hopefully obviously he's, he's back at way ahead of schedule and I think he played really well and, and I think we've, we've probably missed him a little bit um, in recent weeks so it was, it was good to see him back and hopefully that's that's nothing serious and, and he'll be alright for Tuesday um, but yeah I think, I think defensively we were we were fine really I think um limited them to to few opportunities. I know they got the ball in the box a lot, but um, as I say, I think there was the one save Watson made and it, it was a great save. But other than that, um, yeah, didn't didn't really have a lot to do. What did you make of the the shape? Because obviously Hippolyte's in as well, isn't he? And it's another position, I guess, we're trying him in. That's a left centre mid role, really, wasn't it? Um, we've seen him all over the place. Really. What, what have you made of him the last couple? I think he did all right, actually, yesterday. Uh, I think... The sort of first ten minutes, he was all over the place. I think he was, uh, you know, I don't know. He just seemed 
uh, sort of a, a yard behind play. But um, but no, I think he kind of grew into the game. It was it was okay. He, he did okay. Um, whether that's the position for him, I'm not sure. I don't think it is. But I think at times <clears throat> he played a couple of really intelligent little little passes, um, which I which I thought was good. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the position for him. I don't know where we we find him. I suppose next season if. Issa and, and Gilead go then there's obviously space on the wings um, maybe it's going to be Hippolyte on one and, and Green on the other if, if Green signs a deal um, and we'll just have to see how it goes but I think he's, he's definitely improved because earlier in the season he was he was <clears throat> really struggling um, so it'll be interesting to see how he kind of progresses really, he's obviously under contract and he's going to get more game time um, I think there probably is a player in there, as, but as you say, we've just got to find the, the right place for him, really. Let's sort of look ahead, because as we've said, it's Tuesday, Saturday, isn't it, for a long time? Although next Saturday might not be on, actually, um, given what happens with the funeral arrangements, who knows? Uh, but we're certainly playing Tuesday. What are we thinking going into that? I, I think we're going to see a very different team again, because I think quite a few injuries out of this one, really, isn't there? And, and a lot looked pretty exhausted towards the end of that. Yeah, they all looked on their asses, didn't they? So it'd be interesting to see what they do. And it, you know, surely now it's it's this sort of time to bring some of the youngsters in to give them a bit of game time. You know, it it would be nice to see Dawson before he sort of disappears into the ether, um, and and a couple of others that have been on the bench and, and that were on the bench um, for yesterday's game that you know didn't really haven't had much first team game time. Maybe it's time to bring a couple of them into into the team really because as you could see that that some of the, a lot of the players who, who finished the game um, on Saturday weren't weren't really fit, were they? And, and obviously. We've got a lot of injuries, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, I've not listened to the post-match interview with Cox, but Matt was saying that I think we've got a few more injuries added after that game as well, haven't we? So he's going to have to shuffle his pack a little bit, I should think. Well, actually, what you were saying there, Matt, it leads into a question actually that we've had sent in from Lee, and it's, it's quite an interesting thing. I think we'll probably end the discussion with this one actually it says assuming we're safe which i think you know we're, we're sort of along the thought that we probably are now aren't we assuming we're safe why are we persisting with players who probably won't be here next season and why are we not using more of the untried under 23 slash under 18 so that's sort of what you're saying matt isn't it and we've been saying last couple of podcasts haven't we that you know you'd think you'd, you'd want to see a bit of experimentation you know try some things out see some partnerships when you've got games that on the face it don't really matter anymore because you know we're not going up we're not going down uh do you think that's how it's going to go do you think we'll see some i don't know like 23 18 players in there well i mean how many games have we got left it's sort of like six eight or eight or something yeah. is it eight or eight? i think it's so, eight i mean yeah i think so but i think that, that you know, to be honest, I think Cox will probably want to get another couple of wins um, just to absolutely make sure that there's no chance of us going down. I, I can't see it now. Um, but <clears throat> maybe in the next, after the next couple of games, if we get another couple of points on the board, then, then they might start to just throw the kids in and it, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't really see why not. I mean, you know, sounds like none of the professional players are going to be in next season anyway, are they? So you might as well sort of plan for next year and get all the kids a bit of game time because they're going to be playing next season. <laughs> Seven games it is. I've just had a look. I I I think we are safe. I mean, you look at the league now, and also there's the rumours this week about one club possibly going into administration as well, wasn't there? So I'm pretty sure we're safe. Yeah, I I, I can't see Grimsby staying up, and, and if somebody no. does go into relegation, then it's going to be Grimsby who go down, isn't it? But yeah, anyway. So I can't see us. I can't, we're not going to get dragged into that. So be, you know, Cox can do what he likes, really, can't he? Can't he? He can play who he likes. He, he can he can do whatever he likes. 
I suppose the only thing we've got to think about is 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 the are the fans who are paying to watch it. And if we start throwing a few too many kids, then we're just going to get hammered, aren't we? And it's not going to not going to be for good watching. So I, they've kind of got to strike some sort of balance. Yeah, I mean, it, I think uh, we probably will see a couple of the lads given a chance. I mean, it'd be interesting because we've not really seen um, even in the checker trade and things like that, we've not really seen much of of them. Um, I, I think Pew's been in and around, but you know he's not really had much game time. Uh, obviously, we saw Hornshaw at the start of the season, but he was he was probably played out of position. Um, so you know, it'd be interesting. I think he's obviously injured at the moment, but it'd be interesting uh, to see whether he's given an opportunity if he's back fit. Um, and you know, there's, there's others. Obviously, Jessup's been on the bench, and, and Barks has, has kind of I think he's been in, in and around um, the first team squad as well. So you know, there are options there. But I suppose the question is whether whether they are good enough, and and whether you know what the plans are for these players for next season. Um, I, I believe Hornshaw um, is out of contract. So it's, it's some of these actual youngsters that we're looking potentially we could play are actually also out of contract. So. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's whether the club have it's okay playing them, but if they're going to be leaving in in sort of a month's time anyway, is there any point? Um, so that's that's one thing. And I suppose <clears throat> listening to Peter Swan the other night, um, it sounds as though we're going to be going down the youthful route again. I think we're obviously um, we tried it earlier on this season, didn't quite work, but it sounds like that's probably the the route we're going to go down. Um, I tested. <laughs> well, you know, I listened to him on the radio, and, and I think it was just a little, little bit depressing, really. I think we, we've got to realise that it's it's going to be another difficult season next season. And I think um, yeah, I was thinking about it last night, and I'm really not looking forward to it. I think we've there's a lot of players that's going to be leaving the club. I think we know that. I think there's going to be some. Um, sort of more experienced players, key players, if you like, or key players from the last couple of seasons that are probably going to be leaving. Um, I think Kev is going to be on his way. I think you're looking at um, sort of Harrison Maguire, um, Issa, Gilead, you know, any are any of those going to stay? It's unlikely. Um, <clears throat> and we've got to kind of hope that there's a plan in place and there's, there's kind of, um, you know, we've identified players that we can bring in to improve the squad because I think, yes, we've got some decent players under contract for next season. Um, but I think it's going to be really important to get some experience in as well because you look at it this season, I think if we hadn't have signed players like, um, you know, Howard, Jem, um, even Brown to an extent, Taft, um, if, if those players hadn't come into the club, I think we'd have been staring relegation in the face. I think we'd have been a lot closer to that bottom two. And, and actually, the way we were going, we, we'd have probably been in that bottom two. Um, so I think to get where we are, you know, credit has, has got to go to Cox for turning it round and, and getting those wins when, when he did. <clears throat> but I think that experience has helped. And if we can start next season without any experience, and, and look, I, I can understand players moving on. I can understand players wanting to get the best deal for themselves. Um but we've still got to replace them with kind of some experience because otherwise, you know, if we go into the season again with, with a team of kids, um, we're just going to have the same problems as this season. I think you were saying that about Rory Watson and um, going into the start of the season within you know, maybe three or four seasons now, <clears throat> and he, he's never finished as, as number one and kind of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to be any different. I think if we, if we go into this season or next season with kind of the same, 
sort of approach, I think it's going to be a very long season again. I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting a bit worried, really, about about where we're heading. I appreciate um, it's a very difficult situation for the club and for Swan, um, and and obviously COVID's not helped. But um, it, it sounds like I've spoken to Peter today, and it sounds like that it's going to be the smallest budget since he he came into the club, um, and. I suppose you can look at the the budget one or two ways. I think we've probably spent an awful lot of money over the past sort of five or six years during Swan's time. We've wasted it. We've, we've wasted it on on players that have never played, um, you know, players that have, have played a couple and been injured and, and all these things, you know, players that the manager didn't want. Um, <clears throat> and I, I don't think a small budget is necessarily a problem, but you've got to spend it really wisely and, and I'm not sure we'll do that. Um, mm. You know, you've got to you've got to cut out the players that that don't kick a ball. You know, you Moonies, Terans, and and Dales. Dales yeah. Dales, yeah, Dales has been here for years. And never, Shit, I forgot about it. Exactly. Never, never really given an opportunity. Mm. And all these players are on are on something. You know, it might not be massive amounts, but when you get three, four, five players on the on the touch on the touchline in the stands, never actually make the squad. Um, yeah, four of them could maybe equal one experienced player. You know, when you look at it like that, that's it. And, and you look at it like that, and you're thinking, you know, we can't afford to do that. The small budget's fine, and, and other clubs have done well this season in this in this division with a small budget. So we can we can have a decent squad on on a smaller budget, but you know, nothing can be wasted. And I think that's where we've had kind of. We, we've kind of fallen down a little bit in, in previous years and, and this year I think you know you can't afford four or five players not to kick a ball and, and you can't afford players that the manager just doesn't fancy um, and and you're looking at it also I think some, some big decisions are going to be made about players who um, you know spend a lot of time on the treatment table um, you know Hallam good player I think I think when he plays he, he brings something to the team but unfortunately that's that's very rare um, and and Jordan Clark again, he's had a good season in terms of amount of games he's managed to play. But you know, when you work into a smaller budget, can you afford someone like that on a decent wage um, when when he's not going to guarantee you sort of thirty forty games a season? Um, there's some massive decisions that need to be made. That I'm just a little bit worried, given sort of our recruitment in the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, it's got to be spot on. We, we've got to use that budget. Wisely, yeah, I, um, and yeah, it's 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 going to be very interesting. Yeah, Matt, I I agree with that. And I, whereas you were thinking about it last night, I was having nightmares about it. <laughs> to be honest, but let, let, yeah, but let's be honest. We, we know what's going to happen. The, the script's been written so many times. The exact same thing happened this season. You go into it with all the best intentions. You, your squad is ninety percent kids. 10 games in, you're getting spanked every week and you're getting embarrassed, basically. You're looking like a, a kind of a relegation team until you think, Jesus, we've got to do something about this and we've got to bring experience in it because that's exactly what happened last season. As you said, Matt, we brought Jemmy and we brought Howard in, Brown came in, you know, they kind of steadied the ship a bit. That bit of experience really helped and we pushed on a little bit. Um, but if we're going to strip the, the squad of all experience and, and go in with players under contract, at the minute, you know, obviously that's going to be what, in, in terms of midfield, it's going to be spent, it's going to be beaten absolutely fine, but not a huge amount of experience. If it's going to be Watson at the back, no experience, you know, on and Taft, not a massive amount of experience. I do like Taft, however, um, you know, and up front. I think that's a decent centre-back pairing myself. It is, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then you've got up front, you've got Loft and, well, 
I think Turan's under contract, but where the hell's he been? Do you know what I mean? And so it, it's it's like <clears throat> it, the same thing's going to happen. Basically, is what I'm saying. We're going to go in with kids, and we're going to come out with a load of panic signings, like we've done this. Is we've got an overinflated squad now. We've got all these players who've never played and probably never will play, and we've kind of had that core out of the sort of maybe seven, eight players we brought in in an absolute panic, thinking shit, we're going to get relegated. Probably three of those players really have contributed in 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 a really positive way. As we said, we'll, we'll probably include Karakan and and um, Howard, and, and maybe to a lesser extent. Brown, um, you know, so it's, it's it's going to be the same thing. But so why don't we just fuck the expense at the start of the season? You know, you you know you're going to go in some kids fine, but at least try and 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 start the season with three or four decent experienced players with a decent fitness record. And then, you know, six weeks, two months into the season, you don't need to throw thousands of pounds at basically a life raft to keep us in the league because you know it's going to happen next season. And the exact same thing is going to happen. We're going to go with Watson. We're not going to finish the season with Watson. We're going to have to bring in a couple of experienced midfielders. We're going to have to find a goal scorer somewhere. Um, but this is, you know, I'm really worried as well because a lot of the, you look at the, the squad at the minute and who is under contract and, and it's like five or six players and then all the flair and all the quality, you know, for the most part comes out of the team. We're going to keep Lofskill going to be here. Lofskill's gold if he gets, um, if he gets service, you know, I like Lof, you know, Beeston's going to be here as well. And, and Spence obviously. And so, you know, in terms of that, it's okay, but there's no flair. The flair's gone. Gilead's gone. You know, Issa's gone. Kev's gone. You know, all the all these players that genuinely make things happen. Um, not always throughout the season, but they're, they're like when it adds up towards the end of the season, they're going to have enough assists and enough goals to keep us afloat. But once you strip all that out, presumably bring in no experience and rely on kids, we're fucked. I mean, you look at the summer, like I think a summer recruitment really dictates how the season's going to go. Because like you said, you know, that is what you're stuck with at the start, isn't it? Whatever you do in the summer, that is what you are starting the season, more or less going into Christmas with. And you look at, you know, we turned it around about Christmas, didn't we? And as both of you have said, those signings in January, they helped in the, you know, Taft as um, Karajan as well is another one. It's... <sighs> We, we were saying at the start of the summer last time that we were really light centre midfield. Now, Spence and Beeston, to, you know, to the credit, club's credit and everything like that, they were great, you know, and they are great players. And I think it's really good that, that we've got them both for next season. But adding Karajan to that mix, it just, it, it meant that, I guess, in a way you could afford an injury because it was basically just those two players. You know, you could rotate them, which I think we have needed to do this season because, you know, massive congestion of fixtures, isn't it? So, I, I mean, I said before, didn't I? For me, I'd have, Gilead would be top of my list. I'd really like to keep him. I, I can't see that we will, but I, I, would, I would hope that we try to. But Karajan, for me, is second. You know, I think I would, I would go for him second because obviously we know he's, Join well, we signed late, didn't he? But he's been around the club pretty much most of the season. Like we were saying with Howard, uh, his influence stretching beyond the team. I, I expect Karajan was, has been the same because, as we said, as we know, he's been training with us for most of the season anyway. So it, he's going to have an impact on those players, and I think a player like that at League Two level is is so important. I think with with Jem, he's already said it's not about the money. Um, he just wanted to play. I think obviously he's proved his fitness now. Um, yes, he, he missed a couple of games, but on the whole, I think he's been available most weeks. 
Um, he's managed two games in, in a week for the majority of the time. So, you know, there's no question marks over his fitness anymore. Um, and I think he's, he's proved himself um, and he, he definitely deserves a new deal. Uh, whether that's going to happen, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm hearing that it might not. I, I just can't get my head around that. If that's true, I just can't understand why. Um, he's obviously been a massive part of the turnaround. I think Cox has, every time Cox has spoken about him, he has spoken about how he sits with Spence and, and Beeston and talks them through games and, and kind of gives them bits of advice. He's obviously been there and done it at a very higher level. Um, and, you know, I, I just I just wouldn't, I just couldn't understand it. If we've not offered him anything and we don't offer him anything and we don't tie him down for next season, um, I just, I just, can't understand it um you know I, I spoke to Peter Swan earlier and he, he said obviously you can't discuss personal contracts and you know we we understand that completely but he says that you know there are players out of contract that that haven't been offered anything and, and will be moving on um, and there's others that were offered deals who have have told him that they want to look elsewhere and, and see what they can get elsewhere and I think you know we we expect that there's players there's a couple of players I think that could probably um get moves to a higher level and, and you understand that but I think well, when you've got rumors, Jen, well, there was rumours weren't there a while back of um, was it Blackpool Nipswich with Gilead yeah I think so and you know I think Gilead probably can play League One I know at Shrewsbury it didn't re- really work out for him but um, I think he, he deserves a, a crack at League One again um, you know he's he's been good for us and I think um, you know he probably will get that move and I think Issa will probably get a move to League One just because you know he's on his day, he's a good player. I know he's very inconsistent, um, but you know he, he will probably get an offer. Um, but yeah, I just, I just hope we look at it and and we learn the lessons really from from this season. I think Matt summed it up perfectly. Um, we can't afford to be sort of ten, fifteen games in looking for free agents and, and people we can bring in to kind of patch things up. I think there needs to be a bit more of a plan than that. I think we need to go into the season with these players already signed up. Um, rather than sort of looking at the bargain bin in, in sort of end of October, <laughs> bargain um, bin. You know who who can we get to kind of patch a few holes? I, th- I think that that's um, a really really important thing we need to get right. But um, you know, it sounds like they're looking at five or six players for next season. Um, whether whether that's going to be sort of permanent or loan deals, I think it'll be a mix of both. But given the amount of players that will be leaving the club, I mean, you look at, you look at that and five, five or six, that's what Peter Swan's told me today. Um, I don't know if that's enough. I, it, it doesn't seem enough to me. Um, but then, you know, that, that does suggest that there'll be a bit more of an emphasis on bringing some of the young lads through and, and kind of integrating them with the first team. Because if you look at it, I think we've got 11 players under contract. Um, you know, maybe, maybe five or six, yeah, that takes you up to 17. And then, yeah, maybe, maybe we'd fill that, the rest of it with with young lads, but it also um, maybe uh, suggests that some deals have already been done, perhaps potentially. Like like, like you're saying, we you know first you hear about Watson is from that commentary in in the game, wasn't it? It's uh, there could have been other things done already that's just not been announced yet. Yeah, um, you know, I think I think there's a couple that if it was down to me, I'd, I'd be keeping. I think Green's shown enough to deserve yeah. another year. Um, be interesting to see who the extensions are in the club's favour because I think Swan mentioned that there were a couple of clauses at, at one stage in, in certain certain deals. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether any of those are taken up and, and who they are. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's it, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult because we're going to we're going to lose some decent players. Um, but yeah, the recruitment's got to be spot on. And and the thing that worries me is that this season it wasn't. And um, you know, we, we've kind of got players. Uh, on the periphery, if you like, never, never really given an opportunity. Never going to get an opportunity that that we're still paying wages to. And these players are difficult to move on. I think you, you've got to look with um, Andy Dales. Obviously, never really given a chance with us, but no one's coming to take him permanently. Um, we managed to get him out on loan and, and kind of free up a bit of cash that way, but no one's actually come in and, and taken these players off our hands. And, and you look at Turan, you know, I think it's going to be very difficult to to get him out the door. Um, and, and there's others, you know, Jarvis, is Jarvis up to it? Who knows? Um, no. So, <laughs> no, we, we've got a few of those players that are still signed, signed up that this season haven't shown enough or haven't been given the opportunity because the manager deems that, that they're not good enough or, or their attitude's wrong. And as I say, we just can't carry any players like that. Um, Small squad's fine, but but the squad, you know, the players that that fill that squad have, have got to be kind of of a, of a decent standard and and ready for League Two, um, and whether we get that remains to be seen. But I, I do understand that it's it's very difficult next season. Uh, it's going to be difficult for all clubs, and you look at players like Kev. You know, I think it's it's going to be sad. I think he, he's obviously probably going to go. It's, it's looking increasingly likely that that's the case. Um, but from the club's point of view, he's not really managed to put a run of games together this season. Um, even last season, he had his injury problems, and for for that amount of money, um, you know, we, we just can't afford to be paying that amount of money for for players that have got niggling issues or have never really got fit. And I think that's the key thing with Kev. I think he's tried. I think he's he's done everything to try and get back. Um, but because he's missed that pre-season, he's never actually managed to get to full fitness. And I think, um, unfortunately, there's a few the same, the guy and a few others, but when they're kind of like your, your highest paid players, um, you just can't have that sat on the sidelines. And it's not just been this season, it's been, uh, you look you look back at other seasons under with, with Swan here, and, and I remember speaking to him where we've had a million pounds out on of the budget um, sat out on the sidelines injured and, and that's just been how it is and I think that's again that's something we've got to got to get a grip on uh, you know, I'm sure we, we must be the unluckiest team in, in the in the country really with the amount of injuries in the world with the amount of injuries <laughs> what we consistently have every single season what is going on they train on the surface of the moon that's the only explanation but but this is it we've got to get a grip on that and um, you know I can understand the club's point of view <laughs> Kev's let go. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be sad. I think he, he's obviously, um, you know, a fan's favourite, but I can understand it from a from a financial point of view and a, and a business point of view. And I think Harrison, the guy, is another one. Um, you know, I'd like to see him stay, but you've got Taft signed up. You've got Onorise signed up. The um, guy probably thinks he can play at a higher level. Um, I don't think he came here to be playing League Two football. Uh, and I think he's another one business wise. It, it makes sense to move on but um, yeah it's, it's a massive summer and I'm just, I'm just getting a little bit worried to be honest we, we can as fans we can deduce what it looks like at the minute you, you can look at the squad you can see who's out of contract and you can see as you said what do we have about 10-11 players who are under contract for next season um, 
and probably realistically about maybe five or six of those are going to be good enough to compete in League Two. So that leaves you with a lot of people supposedly coming in. Um, you know, it's, 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 as you said, it's a huge summer and, and they have to get it right. Otherwise, we're going to be, you know, kind of looking for a life raft two months in and bringing these experienced players again. And, you know, you're going to have the kind of ridiculous situation whereas we're going to say to Karakan, you know, we're not going to pay your wages because we can't afford it. It's probably on expenses only anyway, you know, just petrol to get him to the ground and to training. And then we're going to be coming back for it. Yeah, I mean, you're still, uh, you're still available. We're, we're fucked again, mate. You know what I mean? Can you come back? Because that's what's going to happen. Well, let's be honest. He's going to have offers. He's going to have other offers. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's that's not you know it's, it's, it's going to happen. And I think um, <clears throat> there's a couple of others, obviously, um, as well. Whether Howard would would have offers, probably at this level, someone would take him as an experienced keeper. So yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I just think uh, with all the players that are, that are kind of likely to be moving on, I think five or six players coming in just just seems a little bit light to me. And I know we're going to have to operate on a smaller squad, um, but you've still got to have that kind of blend of experience, bit of bit of quality, and, and a bit of flair. And, and it's not just a team of young lads. And I think um, you know, I'm hoping we don't make that mistake again because, as you say, Matt, we were kind of heading one way this season without those uh, incomings and. Um, you know, it's probably there's nothing to suggest that that's not going to happen next season if if we go down that route. Those players kept us in the league this season. You know, the new as, as near yeah. as damn it, they kept us in. Without them, we're good, we're where Grimsby are now. Right. Shall we end there, chaps? We've been going on quite a while on this one. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this. Um, obviously, we'll keep an eye on it over the next month or so, as I'm sure this talk will start to heat up a little bit as you know we come towards the end of the season. Uh, what's next? Is it Morecambe next, isn't it? On Tuesday, I think. So, yeah, Morecambe and then Forest Green at the weekend, depending on if that game goes ahead or not when it's meant to. Thank you for listening to this one. We'll see you on the next one. At Tiger Self Storage, we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements. We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.